Hello and welcome to the Dreaded 30s podcast, where we share stories about our past, present, and future so you can feel a little bit better about yourself. Our moods change faster than companies changing their pride logos on July 1st. It's the Dreaded 30s podcast. Hi, Gavin. Hi, Justin. Happy post-Pride month. Rainbow, rain gone, honey. <laughs> Just kidding. Even unless. Though, <laughs> unless. Even though June is done, the fight continues. Yeah, it's it's weird. We talked about it last week. Like Pride Month kind of flew by. Like just like that, it's gone. Mm-hmm. It really did. But here we are, a couple weeks later. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it was needed, and I think it's necessary that we jump into the obvious question. Mm-hmm. What are you dreading? What have you dreaded? That's a that's a tough question. Um, you know, I uh, I wouldn't say I'm dreading this, but I'm almost anticipating. The build up to, I guess I'm dreading the build up to this weekend. It's not this, the next weekend coming up on the 17th. I'm go go dancing for the first time. I know, seeing me in some skimpy little things, it'll be fun. Um, okay. If you heard this, mom, sorry, surprise. <laughs> surprise, mom. But yeah, I'm, I'm a stripper. I'm a stripper. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, dreading the build up. I'm trying to like you know, do all the workout stuff and get in the whole fit jockey shape that it makes me want to dance all night. Because right now, like, girl, I danced for an hour last night and I almost collapsed. I was like, how am oh I going to do this? God. What about you? What are you dreading? Well, not a lot. It's actually been kind of a chill week for me, which is good. Like I was I was having some rough times, you know, just Accutane things, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week's been pretty chill and this weekend was supposedly a not busy weekend and I've been nonstop, which like I've said, every single podcast just seems to be how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but not much drag going on. Things are going pretty good. Yeah. Well, you're looking very sporty today for those of oh, us on you. video. What's That's what's going you. on? What do you want to talk about today? So, yeah, now that Pride Month is over with, right? I think we should get a little sporty spice in here and talk about balls. Mm. Well, Sports balls. Mm, mm. Gavin, I want to know everything athletic about you. Well, there is not a lot to say. <laughs> However, <laughs> during my upbringing, there, there was a lot of sports um, in my life. My parents always like to throw me in all those sports like basketball, uh, baseball, tennis, swim team. I did it all. Um, I just I wasn't really good at it. I never really fit in with anybody there. I always kind of felt like, like the outcast of those groups. And I would just get bored and be like, I want to go home and play some RuneScape or go play some World of Warcraft. Like, get me out of here. Um, it was kind of a struggle for me. Um, even like in my, you know, recent five, six years in my gay years, I tried to play gay softball in my city. And even then, I still didn't feel like I fit in there either. Um, I had a pretty bad experience my first time playing. Uh, our team mm-hmm. wasn't really involved. People weren't really helping us. We had no coach. It was really, really rough. So I've kind of fallen off of that and gotten into just like, Doing the gym life stuff. I'm sure you've seen You're your post- a gym bro now, right? I am a gym bro. Well, I like to call yeah. myself that, but. <laughs> no, you've made some serious gains. Like, if people saw what you look like in 2010, 2011, when we first met, she had a glow up. And she ain't even <laughs> done yet. She's not even close to being done, and she had a glow up. I'm Yeah, it's it's been a journey. Like, I'm still working on it. Um, and it's a big change, because back in the old days, like high school days, I was terrified of the weight room and locker room. Um, because people were very homophobic. My high school was very homophobic towards me. Um, you know, the guys, the, the bros and, mm-hmm. uh, the gym, as I became older, became the outlook for me and, you know, jumped in head first, did the CrossFit thing. It was awesome. Super fun. I love getting yelled at by 
super muscular men, sometimes shirtless, <laughs> often shirtless, covered in sweat, great. And uh, they all knew I was gay and I, I could actually just be myself and I was able to work out with people who were just, you know, pushing themselves. You know, it was, it was a great feeling. Now I'm obsessed. I can't stop. I mean, that's good. That's really awesome. But I mean, and it's like I said, like your glow up. You've, you've put some some thickness Girl. to you. Come on, thicky. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I that's my story kind of summed up. What's what's your story, Jay? Uh I mean, I was quite the athlete growing up, like not to flex. Ooh. But like I kind of did it all. I was I was really lucky to have, you know, really good friends, but like my parents also were kind of pushing, but in a positive way to to play sports. So like I I did soccer, I did baseball, um I did a season of basketball. Um I think the funniest thing of all of it is realizing that I was <laughs> I needed to have my vision corrected. I used to pitch. <laughs> See, I used to pitch in baseball and I had a game where I hit at least 10 people in one game. And it was like, okay, clearly something's wrong. Like and I have no clue why the coach didn't pull me. I just, I don't know, but oh but yeah, I, I did soccer in college, um, hmm. which was really fun. And after soccer, I also played in gay softball leagues, mm -hmm. and that was that was a lot of a lot of fun too for me. I had some really positive experiences with it, so it's kind of unfortunate that you had a bad one. Yeah. Oof. And then four years ago, I gave rugby a try. There was a a team in Atlanta that is an inclusive gay rugby team called the Atlanta Bucks. The Bucks. And it's been seriously life changing. Like it's been such a humbling sport. Um, it's changed me so much, but it's also hurt incredibly bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your but team was amazing. They're all so nice. They're they're really good people. Like mm -hmm. the the chemistry, the camaraderie, mm -hmm. the the brotherhood within that team is like so good, so damn good. That's awesome. And I just love being able to just drink beer on and off like a softball or a rugby pitch like like how nice is that mm -hmm. <laughs> but that that gets us into the first thing i wanted to talk about because not all people can get away with doing such things mm -hmm. um shikari richardson who was america's hope for getting gold in the women's 100 meter dash at the tokyo olympics she was suspended after testing positive for thc which is a chemical within cannabis for those unaware. And this pretty much makes it impossible for her to go to this year's Olympics. Um, as of recording this, they did not select her for another event. So she's not going to Tokyo. Someone that everyone was so like hopeful for and so excited for isn't going anymore. And, mm. you know, I, I initially didn't think that THC should be a banned substance. And I thought it was just like the United States being prude because look at places like Germany and places like the Netherlands where it's legal. Like mm -hmm. You can smoke weed in public and like no one cares. Um, but I realized that it was the World Anti-Doping Agency who said that THC is on their banned list. So it's like the world anti-doping is kind of making this decision and the United States is following that. So that made me not as upset, but come on. It's weed. Yeah, and I, if you know me at all, and those who don't know me, I'm extremely pro-THC. Um, I think the amazing benefits of how it can help people are just awesome. It's huge. Um, 
and also understand as a spectator that any sport or you know anything else has like rules and regulations around it and you kind of have to tiptoe around those sometimes um i know she was going through some trauma in her life at that time so of course she was like i'm just gonna you know hit that blunt real quick um mm. and that thc when it's in your system it sticks around for like two weeks and you know if i had a you know an interview within like two weeks I'd be extra careful. Like I'm, a, I'm not gonna touch any poppy seeds. Like I'm gonna dodge the poppers, like <laughs> yeah. at least for two weeks. So like, it's really unfortunate to hear that she's not even going to the Olympics now. Like that really sucks because her performance was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we'll see her next Olympics because that's that's a rising star right there. Yeah, I'm hopeful for that as well. Um, I do agree with you. I feel like we should know that that's a thing so we should probably try and avoid it like we try and avoid that before interviews and stuff uh-huh. <laughs> um but i'm I'm hoping she comes back just like with a chip on her shoulder she just goes off like even more fierce than she did that mm-hmm. first race because she was giving life bring that rage back be angry i want to see you angry so las vegas raider carl nassib came out as gay becoming the first openly gay player to have played a regular season game in the nfl Drafted in 2016, Nassib is only the second openly gay player to have been drafted into the NFL. Shout out to Missouri's Michael Sam for being the first in 2014. Additionally, Nassib partnered with the Trevor Project, whose mission is to provide suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ community. I think it's great. Uh, I think there needs to be more visibility uh, and representation in like the professional world. Um, I definitely think it helps younger athletes become more comfortable with themselves. Um, but Gavin, there, there seems to be some drama regarding Carl. Yeah. And if if you're on Twitter, you know, you search his name and you just see what happens. And I'm not trying to be like that guy every time a, you know, sports person comes out and whatnot, but a lot of times context matters. And I do have a lot of thoughts about Mr. Nassib. Um, it's very easy to find pictures of him all over on Twitter, on Google, um, with people wearing Trump gear. And to me, that's not a very good look for someone trying to become a role model for other LGBTQ in the country. Um, I do think it sends a mixed message. Um, and I hope he adds some context or clears that up. I don't know if he will. Um, I love that he donated to the Trevor Project. Like, that's that's huge. Um, but I think if he's sending out the general social message that it's okay to be you know, mixing company with people who don't always support that. It's, I think it can mix the community's opinion sometimes. And I think it's best if maybe he speaks up and clears it up. Um, I don't think he will, but it would be nice if he did. Yeah. I, I think what's difficult about the situation is he's clearly hanging out um, with people that are, are Trump supporters, right? It kind of makes him guilty by association. Mm-hmm. And there's no clear evidence that he personally is a Republican, but it's pretty much assumed at this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only way that he can clear his name is by making a statement. And I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's how he operates. Um, in the post that he made on Instagram, he's like, I'm a very private person. Um, I have to focus on the season that's coming up. So you're not going to hear a lot from me. So I think this is all we're going to get from the man. Mm-hmm. And I and I get it being closeted in a, you know, high sport like that up there in the NFL, like that that's kind of a big deal. That's it can destroy your job, you could be kicked off the team. Like there's there's still a lot of homophobia in sports. Um I think it's getting better personally just just from being like the out 
side spectator. Um, but you have some experience with, mm. you know, potentially facing homophobic things within sports in college. Um, you know, how did that go for you in college? Do you wish you came out during your soccer tenure or no? So I think I made the right decision. Um, the school that I went to has a religious background to it. And so that definitely at the time made me really nervous. Uh, but thankfully now they're more pro-LGBT. Um, like they have community support and stuff like that. So they're definitely a lot more accepting than maybe they once were. Or at least they're more visible with it. So I appreciate that. Wow. Um, but on top of that, I was a transfer student. I came in um, and had a really hard time already getting into social circles and, and having friends and, and building chemistry. And I felt like it just wasn't worth risking like a playing spot or or risking relationships. Um, because I did have a mentality that if I came out, I would lose my spot on the team. And that's mm -hmm. that's definitely not something that you want. Um, I think, like, kind of the however, the hindsight part of this, right, is that I do feel like I would have performed better if, like, I was authentically myself. I'm, I'm usually a player that um, is really emotional, has a lot of flair, and I feel like I filtered out a lot of that on and off the field um kind of just to, to protect myself and to prevent myself from from essentially outing myself right mm -hmm. um and as i mentioned joining gay leagues like like softball and like rugby where you know everyone's gay or everyone's L uh, lesbian someone like they're on they're in the community in some way shape or form um i really feel like i can be myself and I do think that my performances show that. I feel like I'm so much more comfortable in my own boots. Get it? Because it's sports. Sports. Go, go balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, I guess like the context was always kind of weird. Like, I guess if I were in your shoes, I don't know what I would do because I went to a big public high school where there wasn't a lot of religious context. Um, by my senior year, there were like kids coming out of the closet left and right in like the freshman, sophomore year. And then going to college, I went to Mizzou. And like, there was so much gay there. It was mm -hmm. ridiculous. Um, we, I, I do think obviously there was homophobia because around, you know, the Southern rural parts, more countryside parts of Missouri, um, you do have a lot of people who aren't exposed to queerness. And, uh, I don't know if I were in your shoes, I would probably hold off as well, just because you don't know who's an ally and who's going to make the, your life harder. Yeah, it's tough. And I, I think I was in a situation where like athletic scholarships weren't on the table so you're not necessarily risking losing you know financial stability in school you know i was i was on an academic scholarship so like i don't have to worry about anything like that but we have d1 athletes that can be risking athletic scholarships by coming out so i i can understand why a lot of people myself included decided to just stay in the closet mm -hmm. which even now i feel like i still hear about a lot of cases in college where like some of these college students are more than out around like their friends and whatnot like michael sam for example he was out to like a lot of friends in mizzou and i think it was almost like a matter of time before like it came out to like you know the wider public that yeah he is part of the community mm -hmm. um i don't know i feel like for nowadays it hopefully it becomes easier for athletes to just be their authentic selves um i don't keep up with a lot of other sports but i know like you know football slash soccer um, there are becoming more queer athletes coming out, and I, I, don't, I don't know their names exactly, but there's some here on the news every now and then. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't know who you are, but 
Go you, get it. Yeah, I think it's so cool that like individuals are coming out and kind of giving us some representation and some visibility and kind of like what we talked about uh, last episode, just like with the Pride, the Pride Month thing of there's even, you know, teams in the NFL or in the NBA, you know, whatever professional league it is, and it's teams that are showing their support um, for the LGBTQ community. And it's so cool. I, so kudos. I love that. And actually, funny story, um, the Royals here in Kansas City, they went on a big like social push for like, you know, Pride Month. And mm. oh my goodness, the social like blow up from people being upset about it was ridiculous. But they kept hard. They kept pushing it. And they were like, you know, we're not changing anything. Like we're they were very clear that they support Pride and LGBT and they got a lot of flack for it. But like I it's so nice to see sports teams or companies pushing to say, no, we're going to support this regardless of what you know, part of the market says we don't care. Yeah, like, I feel like social media is like such a cool thing, but also like such a terrible thing. Yeah, I feel like there's so many like Facebook posts that you can look at, and the comments are just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes I feel like that's where you find the scum of the earth is in <laughs> Facebook comments on like fan pages. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for anyone that's like a friend with me on Facebook because I am known for always starting it fights on every thread i find and everyone sees it pop up and they're like there goes gavin again starting another facebook fight and i'm like honey i am here i am sjw on the team (laughs) i'm telling you i have nothing to do with kansas city anymore but i will still get alerts and notifications or things pop up in my feed of him bitching at overland park moms (laughs) over something so random and i'm like this has nothing to do with me why am i seeing this He's just that guy. I, I am that guy. You you come after my Hawaiian bros and I will fight you. I am not coming after Hawaiian bros. Please sponsor us because you're fire. <laughs> oh, honestly. Well, now that I'm talking about food, uh, how, let's talk about, you know, we're all about this fitness life. We like to go down that road of being healthy sometimes. Um, Sus. Yeah. What is your post-workout meal or drink? Mm. So lately, it's definitely just like a protein shake. So I've been doing some chocolate protein, uh, peanut butter powder, organic peanut butter powder, mind you. Ooh. Uh, bananas, chocolate milk, and some ice. Like, it's pretty straightforward. I feel like the peanut butter powder kind of changes it. Because I'm, I'm a hoe for some peanut butter. Mm-hmm. It is. Peanut butter is so good. Mm-hmm. But there was a... um. A rugby season that was like super strenuous. Like we had a game every Saturday for like 12 weeks straight, something absurd. (laughs) And during that season, I, my post-practice meal was checkers or rallies. And I would get these fat freaking burgers and their, their fries. So good. So good. But like I needed the calories. I was Mm -hmm. like burning so many calories. I needed, I needed something fat and I got it. Hmm. Plus, I feel like you you burn through calories pretty fast. Like <sighs> I used to. Yeah, same. Like rugby doesn't happen as often anymore. <laughs> so I'm not burning as many calories as I should. Same. I I feel like as we're like crossing that gap into thirty now, it's like everything starts to fill up in different parts of the body more, and I have to like watch what I'm eating. And when the dietitian says only eat this much of a portion, I say, how about one more bite? <laughs> um. 
mode. Like right now, for example, I have half a Chipotle waiting in the fridge. That is one of my favorite post-workout things. I know. See, the that Hawaiian Bros, I am obsessed. Um, mm. I know <laughs> I talk about Hawaiian Bros all the time, but it's just, it's just they're they're opening line is like sweet and savory chicken pork or veggies perfectly paired with white rice and macaroni salad i literally just got cold chills just listening to that oh my mouth is watering it's delicious <laughs> i love it i crave it um i could eat it every day but it's like 2000 calories <laughs> oh. they got teriyaki sauce in there tons of sodium like it's 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 not very healthy but it's damn good wow, wow. mm-hmm you do anything else other than Hawaiian bros? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah, other than that though, um, I'll drink any like gluten, dairy free protein powder. Um, I'm honestly always down for a smoothie. Like bananas, mm, love bananas. Mm. Um, I don't drink real milk. I just, I don't know, it tastes kind of funny to me these days. Um, but I do like almond milk with a, a nice protein powder. You know, I I feel like almond milk would actually be pretty solid in a protein shake. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've never considered that. You know, I'll eat cheese sometimes, but like actual milk, I don't know what happened to me. But one day I woke up and I was like, this tastes like throw up to me. <laughs> like it just tastes rancid. Like I smell it. I'm just like, oh, milk, honey, no. Like, mm. but almond milk, <sighs> mm. chef's kiss. So do you do like almond milk in cereal as well? I don't eat cereal. Like you don't do milk. <laughs> like you don't, you don't use milk for anything, Mm-mm. anything. Nope, no, no milk. Um, I I used to like cereal, but it's all it's all gluten, so I just I just avoid it. Yeah, that's actually a good point. So yeah, I feel like I should tell the embarrassing story that happened last night. <laughs> so we're talking meals, right? Uh-huh. And I was I was streaming on Twitch. Hi, how are you? And I was actually doing like a just chatting, and I was grilling out back, and I was I was grilling burgers. They were turkey burgers because, you know, I wanted something a little bit healthier. But for whatever reason, I thought that a turkey burger was vegetarian. Oh, no. (laughs) So on stream, I was like, I know you're vegetarian. Here's a turkey burger. (laughs) (laughs) And and chat was immediately like, no, (laughs) turkey's not vegetarian. It was like, I'm red right now just thinking of it. I was so embarrassed. But you said it so it confidently. So like, you said so nonchalantly, just off the tongue. It rolled right off. You're like, yeah, I know you're you're a vegan, so here's mm-hmm. a turkey burger. I got you. It's like I just, like, I was so, like, I, I thought I nailed it. I was like, look at me, man. Like, I'm making this healthy meal. <laughs> I'm making a vegetarian burger. It's turkey. It's ground turkey. Why did I think that was vegetarian? <laughs> You know, you were doing your best. And that's what counts. <laughs> uh, I'm always trying my best. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I'm embarrassed, I think that's all we got. Yeah. Good little wrap up. Good story. We like those. Yeah. One. I mean, listen to the intro. Embarrassing stories. So you can feel a little bit better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I- cool. Thank you so much for for listening to us today sorry for a week delay but hey you know things happen yes if you um aren't following us on social media what are you doing find us on twitter instagram even youtube if you're watching us hi how are you at dreaded 30s anywhere and everywhere thank you so much for hanging out with us do you got anything else gavin you got it covered thanks so much cool 
See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.